Okay, you're very welcome to a special edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you by our friends at BetBright. Uh, we've been away for a little while. Very much a jump season expedition is the Race Hour podcast. But joining myself, Dean Ryan, in the studio here is Dermot Nolan. Dermot, how are you? Hi, Dean. It's great to be back. It's good to have you here and uh, a very special guest because it's Galway week and when Galway races come up, no better man to talk to than Hector. Hector, how are you, sir? Hey, Dean, how are you keeping? All good. Hector, thank God. Yeah, ready yeah, for it. All, all, I'm in Galway at the moment. It's uh, grey skies, wind, showery. Your perfect summer weather for Galway. Yeah, we're ready to rock and roll, aren't we? It is um, probably on a, well, it's the closest thing perhaps to a Cheltenham Festival, Hector. Look, I think for the country and for the whole country, I think it does come to a standstill for the Galway races. Galway has a unique position in Ireland where people love coming to Galway for a weekend or a Friday night away or get down to Galway for a few days. No matter what part of the country you're from, when you say you're coming to Galway for a couple of days, it, 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 it paints a picture of having a bit of fun, having a bit of crack, having a few drinks and a bite to eat and enjoying yourself. And we're very lucky down here with the Arts Festival and all the other festivals they have, but the pinnacle of the summer down here is the seven days of racing in Ballybridge. The whole town is ready to rock again. Um, and it's incredible that it's come around so quick. It's a marathon of punting, isn't it? An absolute marathon for the liver too. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the Mondays, the, down here the Mondays call it the local night. Monday and Tuesday, the traditional local night that kicks off. You know, it used to kick off with a couple of Dermot Weld winners and uh, and Ruby Walsh writing for Dermot Weld over the hurdles or Davy Russell and you know it's a, it, it gets off to a good start it is it is still considered a local night on the on the Monday and Tuesday but as the week develops the crowds get bigger uh, ladies day you'll have your 35 or 40,000 people in there but still then Friday Saturday and then into Sunday there's no other place like it in the world for seven days racing so and you know what it's a unique course uh, I've often jogged it and I've often walked it when you come into the dip and you think your horse is doing well on the bridle in the dip, when he comes around that bend, the pull to the line, you can hardly see the winning post in the distance. You can see the top of it barely because it's a feat of physical stamina for any horse and jockey to win in Galway. That's probably why so many of these horses come back year after year, Damo, isn't it? It's a real old favourites place. When you find a horse that's done well at Galway before, often just it's, it's just teed up for the same meet in the, the following year. Yeah. And as well as that, um, you know, the, a lot of handicaps, Dean, that mightn't look to the eye like they're very valuable, but to the smaller trainer, it's a real chance to land a proper punt. Like, you know the horse, Carjul? I mean, he's ran at Galway now 13 times, finished second seven times and won three times. You know, he's just, he absolutely adores the place. He's 11 years old, coming back there now this year. And if you can find a horse that just gets around, remember Beckwith Star as well, Dean. Um, you know, there's a lot of horses like that, that just, they fall in love with Galway. They, they love the rhythm of the place. And Galway experience, just like Cheltenham, it does, it counts for an awful, awful lot around there. Something about having a runner as well at the meeting. I've been lucky enough to own a leg or in one or two that have gone there. I haven't had any success. Hector, you've, you've had runners there as well, haven't you? And lost runners there, Yeah, we've had runners. And uh, I just Googled a photograph of good old Steve Coppel. That That's the one. Uh, one of the Guinness three-mile hurdles there a couple of years ago. There was four of us or five of us that bought it in Galway. We paid a good money for the horse. We paid 78000 Well, no me paid bought him. We bought it for 78 grand, which is a, 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 a hefty enough price. Yeah. He was a, a Dushianto horse that we bought him in a Land Rover sales. We called him Steve Koppel, C-A-P-A-L-L, as Gaelia for the, the Irish for horse, but named after the speedy Manchester United winger of the 70s. <laughs> and uh, Steve Koppel won five races for us. I remember he won his, he won, uh, his bumper in Perlis where he beat a horse called Cadspeed. Then he went to Kilbegan, 
won his novice hurdle. Then he went to Galway and won on the Wednesday in Galway over three miles by a short head, a vintage Paul Carberry ride. Uh, I led the horse back in with a few of the other lads and I was floating after that for days, you know. It reminds me of the time traversed one on Only Fools by Horses, but this was this was different. To have a horse winning in Galway was a very special... Uh, I think he won a 16-1 to 1 as well, so there's a lot of happy punters. <laughs> <laughs> Majestic, Paul Carberry, man. The softest hands in racing. One of the most natural jockeys of all time. Uh, he's he sadly missed in, in the weigh room, I know, and he was a great jockey in his time, but he wrote a winner for us here. But... Um, Everybody wants to have a winner in Galway. And the beauty of Galway is, as Dermo said, you're going to have small trainers targeting this. Like, think of the Galway trainers, like Pat Kelly and Steve Mann. Like, these are very shrewd, shrewd guys. And up and down the western seaboard here, in the west of the country, there's horses being laid out for races here. There's a lot of races to be won. And uh, it's, it's going to go the way of Willie Mullins and Dermot Weld and Ger Lines and all that, and it'll go the way of them. But it'll, there'll also be some beautiful touches and some beautiful punting going on for local horses and local trainers. Yeah, and you've got to get on the right end of those. And you mentioned some of the big names that often do very well at Galway. Could have a new kid on the block as well. This is, I think, Joseph O'Brien's first proper tack at Galway, and he'll have plenty of runners. So I'd see a little changing of the guard, especially with Dermot Well perhaps not firing on all cylinders this season. I'm really looking forward to see how it does shape up. You mentioned there's a mountain of racing, and there's absolutely loads of it. So... I thought we might kick off with a couple of the bigger races and just take a look at the quality of them. Um, should we start with the plate that goes to post yeah. on, on Wednesday? Um, it does look a very hot race, Dem. I know you've had a look at the contest. Yeah, I'm a really, really big fan of the plate this year. I think the usually the hurdle um, <coughs> has been taken up a lot of precedent just with the standard of the fields, but the Galway plate this year is incredible. You know, you've Bally Casey, you've poor old Road to Riches, who he could actually be well handicapped now, Dean. Um, you know... Uh, Noel Mead said during the week that the horse fell and his spleen actually moved to the wrong side of his stomach and that's why he's been running so badly over the last two years. Wow. Um, which is an incredibly sore thing for a horse to have to go through. Um, so that could explain simply why he's been running so poorly and if, if he comes back to anywhere near his best, he's very, very well in. But I have an awful thing with horses like this that they'll remember it too. You know, he's it's... I hope he's not mentally scarred from it um, because, and it's just, it's very hard to back a regressive horse like that. For these type of races, Dean, I'm always mad about horses coming out of their novice season who maybe didn't achieve as much as they should have um, for one reason or another. You know, you're looking at the likes of Lord Scoundrel last year, you're looking at the, um, at the road to riches. It's, it's simply because the handicapper can struggle to actually get his, his grip in them. And for that reason, I think Balco does flow. Now the market hasn't missed him, he's been backed into 7-1, to 8-1 favourite, but he's very interesting, of 146. Um, he fell four out in the JLT team when he was going as well as anything. Um, he jumped impeccably up to that point. That's a really high standard affair in the context of a Galway plate with York Hill. He was just under seven lengths behind Disco and our Duke last year. I mean, that form has been franked time and time again. And last time, off just three pounds lower, he was third behind Woodland Opera and... What an opera, of course, one for Jessica Harrington that week. And yeah, she was flying, wasn't she? She could have put a, a bridle on you, Hector, and she could have won with you. <laughs> well, you know, and I got wore the Woodlands opera on the Monday. I know we did, we, we were there, lads, in, in Punchestown, but, you know, that horse was, was well tipped up, uh, Woodlands opera. But you're right about Balco the Flow, and Henry de Bromhead as well. His, his, his form seems to maintain throughout the season, whether it's high summer or high winter. He's a serious trainer. 
and he knows how to get them jumping. But there's some good horses in that race, isn't there? There, there really is. And just what I love as well, Hector, is he really gets a horse jumping the fence so beautifully, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. What about Sandy Mount Duke? He's one of the revelations, one of the stars of the season. Is he? He turned up for the place. He, he has been. It's just I can't believe Jessica Harrington didn't hold on to that rating of 137. I mean, why he won that race a punch do, down. Why do you think they'd run a horse like that to place? He's a classy enough individual to go and do very well in this off a yeah. big weight, but you just wonder whether they weren't concentrating on the plate as a target because they did pick up a couple of contests en route. And as Demo said, if they'd have come in here off a rating in the high 130s, they'd be in at the bottom of the field and have an outstanding chance. I know Ruby Walsh rode him for uh, Jesse and one of the wins, an absolute bloodless victory against some good horses. So I wonder, whether, stuff, yeah. Yeah, I wonder whether they've destroyed the handicap mark there. Now, Jesse doesn't normally seem to mind. She just lets them win when they win. So if it's good enough, it'll go close. Owned by Ronnie Wood, Hector, as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking back at some of the past winners here, and uh, there's some great horses in it, like Shanahan's turn, Road to Riches. Look, we we have to we have to think about JP McManus in the race because yeah. he seems to have about 19 runners in every Galway place. <laughs> and it's just like which one of them are going to wear the different colour cap. And I remember a couple of years ago, uh, and it was really good hot weather. We had a wedding to go to. You know, the year when you've got about seven weddings to go to. Half of them you don't really want to go to because they're cousins of cousins of first. I've got this year, Hector. Yeah. Oh, not don't tell me that wedding is on next week. <laughs> do we have to? Do we have to go to it? But I remember on a really bacon Wednesday morning, uh, about six. You tell me now, but Sir Frederick won the Galway Plate for a small trainer from County Cork. What year was it? Uh, I think I backed them at 16 to 1. I fancy them. I love the smaller trainer. I think he's a good one. The was it when, when did Sir Frederick, was it Sir Frederick that won the plate? I'm going to take a look for you. I Have think... a look there, boys. It's about seven, eight years ago. I was sweating on the way to a wedding. I stopped at a bookies at about 12 o'clock to have a few pound on. I had a nice each way bet. Went to the mass. Got the reception over. Got to the hotel and found out that Sir Frederick won the, won the goal with late. Yeah, 2007. Kevin Coleman yep. aboard for W.J. Burke. W. Willie Burke. <laughs> Taken in a hot summer's day on the way to a wedding, but uh, I'll never forget that one. And I think I gave it to one or two lads when I ran into a bookies in County Mayo that day. But That's brilliant. Look, at it, it, it's, uh, it brings up fond memories, but, you know, J.P. McManus colours, you're talking about Joseph O'Brien. Joseph O'Brien, the strike rate in the last five, six, seven days, is second to none. Yeah. A guy who's 200 plus horses. He's, you know, it's an incredible feat what he's doing. Um, but JP McManus's colours are being banged in in the winners' enclosure in Kilbegan on every successive night of the week around the country at the moment. The winners are flying in, so you have to take note of the McManus runners as well. One hundred percent. I'd say he wins the hurdle, Dean. Does he? He could win the hurdle. He could also win this plate, though. I mean, if you look at what he has in there in the JP colours, Jesse could run Rock the World, which is a recent purchase for JP. Uh, there's Manella Faru, there's Slow Motion, there's Champalis, who's with the shrewdest man in the world, Charles Burns. So, um, yeah, you, you could be right, Hector. I just don't know Manella which one. He was fancied for the Irish National and just didn't seem to. That's right. It just didn't happen from that day. So, he was clearly fancied for a reason. Um, yeah. I think yeah. Gigginstown have as much of a say in this race, though, as well. Um, I think Brian Cooper will actually have a. Di- a tricky enough choice. I'd be surprised if he didn't pick. Have you backed Val- Valco de Floy, Dermot? Have you? Eight to one, is he? Yeah. Um, I took eight Hector because I can only see him getting shorter. I think um, with these handicaps, you have to attack it in a way. I feel that you're looking for a horse that's, you know, he's of um, of better ilk, and I think this horse is um, a potentially an Irish Gold Cup type horse. 
what ground does he like? I think Balco will go on the best of grounds. And he'd go on soft ground too. Yeah, but you wouldn't want it extreme for him. He's a nice jumper on good ground. I can just give you the official of the last two nights. Last night was like a storm night in the middle of November in Galway. There was a lot of rain on the last two nights in Galway. I'd say they've had many, many inches of rain over the last couple of days. Now, there's there's sunshine at the moment, strong winds, so the track does dry out, but... You can expect it. It's supposed to be squally on Monday and Tuesday, so mm-hmm. you're going to get your typical Galway weather on the early part of the week. You get your showers, you get your wind. Um, so it could be it could be good to yielding, could be yielding to soft. You just don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't be overly I wouldn't be overly concerned about him on a bad ground though. Anyway, um, and the other horse I thought as well, Dean Haymount, who was third in the four miler at Cheltenham. Um, he's very very interesting in this he was fancied in the Irish National but it kind of came to soon afterwards and he'll do better as well but Balco de Flo will be the main one and then I'd have an interest in Haymount as well I think Balco de Flo is the one horse in here that looks like he could go and do what a road to riches did when he came here and took a plate and he's only six so he's been to do what he did at Punchestown which is actually a really good pointer for this race when behind Woodland Upper I think Balco de Flo sets a standard now he's not missed by the market as you said Damo so 8-1 to one isn't going to get any bigger that's for sure so I think he'll run very very well um, what about the hurdle which takes place on Thursday Hector you already mentioned the JP McManus runners will be having a yeah, big say you know, here's week. another story I know we're talking Galway as well but I remember when Pat Flynn won it with Bahrain Storm that was brilliant was yeah point. what a beautiful animal what a great horse Bahrain Storm was for, for Pat Flynn and you know what um, a great trainer has trained well over six or seven hundred winners from his from his base in County Waterford and he was on the nine o'clock news that night but that shows you the power of the place or, or the six o'clock news they went straight to Galway races live on the six o'clock news to talk to Pat Flynn triumphantly after winning the Galway hurdle so that's the pull you don't normally get the national news in Ireland going straight to a race course no. to talk to the winner of a race so again the hurdle has a, has, has all that legendary status the Galway hurdle to Galway play but Bahrain Storm we was owned by a local guy out in Loch Ray as well so we were on that horse that day but he was a good horse for Pat Flynn um, who won it last year boys do me memory Clondaw Warrior Clondaw Warrior the horse that has put up more miles this year than Justin Bieber on his world tour <laughs> <laughs> he does he's like a trip 60, he's ran in 67 countries this year <laughs> <laughs> and they still and they still will run him in Killarney yeah I know they He's some horse, but all them, the likes of him, Wicklow Brave and them, they're um, they're the unsung hero of that Mullins camp, Hector, aren't they? They are. They are the international jet setters, you know, and I know they're owned by all the ladies, and I know a few of them as well, Gillian and Tamsa Doyle, Gillian Watts, but by Jesus, they knew they were buying a good one when they bought Clondow Warrior. That horse has won over 700 grand in prize money. Uh, I don't know if he's, a, if, he's, if he's still up to it this year, but you've just got to look for something down the pack, I think, in the Galway hurdle. Yeah, I'm... I'm I think uh, I think JP has this one. I am very very keen on uh, on Tigers River for uh, for Joseph O'Brien. Uh, I fancied him out of the way last year, Dean, but he was five. He had a rush preparation, and he just um, he finished fifty. He ran a blinder, but he got bumped around the bend when I thought Mark Walsh tried to go for a gap, and possibly had he ridden a bit braver like Ruby did on the winner, um, he might have been closer. But look, it's uh, it's far beyond my remit to be criticising jockeys um, but the because uh, Mark Walsh especially is one of the best jockeys in Ireland and um, he got bumped turning the last bend I reckon he'll probably have Barry Garrity on board this time but I'd be very happy to have 
Jody McGarvey otherwise because Jody McGarvey has been an absolute revelation this year but um, Hasley, he's riding unbelievably but again confidence brings winners it's no more than Declan McDonough on the flat yeah. look at Declan McDonough the last eight weeks of this season has been riding as the best he's ever been riding because it's confidence of course you need a horse but it's the same with Jody McGarvey Stephen Joseph O'Brien are knocking out the winners every week He's a brilliant pilot though and he's one of those jockeys that you love to see do well the likes of him and Sean Flanagan they're not overnight successes Hector as you know you know, no they're not no you know I mean they've been around a long time they've, they've been mucking it and, and it's just great to see jockeys like that because you'd imagine yeah, if Brian right, Cooper was right, the pick exactly right if, if Brian Cooper was the pick the likes of uh, of Balakota's flow you'd have Sean Flanagan on um, on Road to Riches you know and it's just great to see these jockeys that have been around the place and just working really hard and the likes of Jody McGarvey but if Jody McGarvey was to get the ride in Tigers River lads he, he's a proper proper chance I mean he won over two miles at the Curra of 83 in the flat and then last time at, um, at Bellius Town which is a good track to warm up on Dean you know it's a tight track and um, off 138 there he only went up two pounds for that so he, he runs here off 140 he's about mid-pack in the weights and uh, I think Tigers what River talking? What, what, what do you think he could open up or what, he, what do you think he's at at the moment he's 8 or 9 to 1 at the moment Hector and I'd say he'll. I would imagine if he turns up on the day he'll go off at least half that I like the way you're talking. I can see Dean. I can hear it in his voice. He's confident here. <laughs> he is confident. I think rightly so as well. He does look to have been let off a little bit lightly for that prep run as well, I thought, where, when I thought, oh, no, maybe they've gone and blown his mark. But I don't. I think they know what they have. And off that mark, he's in. He's definitely in the right spot. There's a there's a couple of horses I thought were worth mentioning in the race. Tony Martin has um, managed to keep hold of the plan man from Town once uh, they got shot of it and I thought he ran a really nice race two starts ago and I expected a bit more of him a couple of weeks ago um, but it, he's number 28 in the field if he did squeak in I think he'd be a big price at runs he was well. given yeah. what did they say Dean uh, a sympathetic ride Hector isn't it yeah you know, they call him. you know the thing about Tony Martin is I would have just preferred I know he's a winner last week uh, he did he's a winner in the Kilbegan did he win the, did he win the month the big outsider though wasn't it I think yeah, 23 to 1 yeah I, and I know last year he had five or six winners and the year before four or five winners and I know guys fly his owners fly in from New York and he seems to bang in the winners he won it before with Quick Jack I'd just like to have seen Tony Martin stable in a small bit more form coming into the Galway races yeah. having said that you'll know by Monday or Tuesday if Tony Martin's stringer in form Yeah, yeah. and that's something to keep an eye on because you know we're talking about Dermot Wells Dermot Wells have been, have been, haven't been well at all now it's not been in form they haven't been well so uh, it's it's a, it's something to keep an eye on on Monday or Tuesday has Tony Martin had a winner are his horses running well and he's somebody to look at as if he does get a winner or two to watch the momentum going because he could back five by the end of the week yeah. yeah he could there could be a load of horses lined up and if he does strike form then he's got a yeah. chance of, yeah. of, of ripping a few out I just like to have seen a little bit more form from him I agree I, I, met, I met Dermot Weld at, uh, in Ferry House last week and had a couple of a quick word with him as well and you know it's well publicised the horses weren't well and there was a virus in the yard. They seemed to be coming out of that. It was the first virus or sickness he had in the yard for nearly 15 or 20 years. But you know, it's funny that one horse has come out of there. Is Tandem in the bet for that? Is Tandem going to run the goal hurdle? No. No, Tandem's in the. He's in the mile. He's, he's a favourite the for the the miles. You know, know, the it used to be the Topaz mile. It's now the Cullum Quinn yeah, BMW mile. Yeah, we'll talk about the mile as well. But uh, there's a horse. Remember, we'll let's discuss the like the Tandem for the mile because he's been outstanding uh, all season. I think it could be probably one of only a few of Dermot Wells' 
really big chances during the week. But anyway, yeah. back to the hurdle. Tony Martin, yeah, I, I'm interested in that Tiger server. Again, you're, you're, you're Joseph O'Brien angle. You cannot be the trainer that's informing. No, he is the trainer informer in the country at the moment. Yeah. yeah, he looks like the one who's been lined up for it. I heard David Russell, I think, during the week saying that Max Dynamite, Rich Ritchie colours, will be carried uh, by that one for Willie Mullins. That one's in there around the top of the betting. In fact, there was a move for it after David Russell uh, talked about that horse being uh, being the one he was worried about. It's a long time off the track, though, for Max Dynamite, so we'll see how he does get on. And there's a few English Raiders, like of John Constable could come over, Court Minstrel, um, Zubair yeah Zubair's in there as well for Paul Nichols. this could be a very mm. high quality uh, goy hurdle it is but like as soon as that money Hector reached more than 2 million uh, you can just see now that all the British trainers more and more their heads are being turned because sure why wouldn't it be as well with the the Euros quite strong against the pound now Absolutely. as well that, you know Absolutely. I think that's good I think that's good I know a lot of trainers come to Punchestown as well at Dan Patrick and Dan Royal or Dan Royal for the big meeting the JLT but uh, uh it's nice that they come down. I know Overturn. When did Overturn win the Gargoyle Hurdle? Uh, that is about six years ago, I think. Yeah, he was, um, was for Donald McCain. Yeah. yeah. He was uh, Graham Lee on nice board, wasn't it? Come, it's nice that they come this far as well. Yeah. yeah, indeed, indeed. So are we nailing Are we all kind of Tigris River fans and watch out for, for a See, lads, horse I can't, I can't tip up horses like this because to me, living down in Galway, I, I, I'm not getting enthused about the big races. To me... I'm more interested in striking with Steve Mann when, when I know that I've got a text off a ladder or a phone call about a Steve Mann horse yeah. or, or yeah. Pat Kelly's running Lizzie's champ that won as he wanted or uh, as she wanted down in Killarney last week that she yeah. was thrown in again. Yeah. The little local knowledge that you get, they're the ones that really float my boat down here. And the, you have to be on the ground, you have to be down here to find out something at 11 o'clock in the morning to watch the price disintegrating. It's the Dennis Hogan's of the world, it's the Michael O'Callaghan's of this world that you need to you need to Keep an eye on of what's happening with their horses during the week. Harry Rogers, I remember he struck with Benke, who ran a stinker in Leperstown. I remember back, I backed him in Leperstown about two years ago on a Thursday or a Wednesday of, of race of the week before Galway, and then he comes out and wins, and I had him doubled up with a Michael O'Callaghan horse. At the end of the docket nearly asked me to move to the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you, want, you want your local knowledge. Like, you know, you want. And they're the horses that really interest me, local gambles and small stables you know I know the bit that it's hard to get a winner in the big races but that's what Galway's all about sounds like you're going to get accosted a lot on course during the week Hector give me something give me some what you heard well look at uh, I'm very interested in that what's the plot that ran in Ballangrove the other day I yeah. know there was a lot of runners taken out of it for Arthur Moore and that what's the plot I see because we're at a serious race next week I know for a fact I know for a fact that Lizzie's champ is well fancied next week again for for, for Davy Russell and and, and Pat Kelly uh, yeah, I'd have he to had, be had, he, Patrick yeah, he, he sent two horses to Killarney last week the two of them won you know the guy can train winners in Cheltenham but these people are lining up they're lining up horses Steve Mann they're lining up horses for their families for their owners for their stable for all the people in the parish that they train in in Galway this is a massive thing for a community in Galway where there's a stable with a couple of horses getting a winner if they get a winner in Galway there'll be bonfires lighting around that they'll be <laughs> celebrating like a Cheltenham winner and there's one as well lads uh, Steve Mahan River Rain Shine on the first day Hector I reckon that would be uh, Steve Mahan's first winner of the whole meeting I'd say there you go you know but isn't it beautiful that these smaller stables can pinpoint races these are shrewd trainers every trainer is shrewd in their own right and Garrett Power Garrett Power as well and the likes of them do you know Lily the Lioness was his horse wasn't it Um, 
you know, they have a lot of these kind of horses that just come back to the track every year and they just seem to run blinders. Yeah, yeah, no, like it's a, it's a unique place and it's a, it's a place where really nice horses come out in the bumper. I know we had uh, some really decent, I know we had the Derby winners last year, Wings of Eagle and uh, who else ran in Galway last year? Uh, that, the main horses on the flat. Wings of Eagle won a, won a maiden, didn't he? He didn't win the maiden, did he? I think, I think he, he was beaten. He was beaten did in he that run maiden, in Galway? Yeah. Did the winner of the... Did the winner of the English Derby run in Galway last year and yeah. win his maiden? Yeah, did. but didn't win the maiden, I think. Wins of Eagles Death definitely turned up there. And it's it's become right, one of those meetings where... the Irish where, Derby probably ran in a maiden as well in Galway last year. Yeah, it's become one of those meetings where they kind of... I don't know, it must be a good thing to educate a horse around that track. It is, no, to, sure, You sure. have to have the right horse, don't you? Cause they always say about the, 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 the bottom bend. I know it's gone the wrong way in a way, but it's so tight that it's kind of a small bit like Chester in a way and like yeah. Epsom and that you have such a tight bend that if a horse can quickly navigate those bends, because uh, I know that's why Henry de Bromhead loves as well. He loves educating his horse over fences around Galway because, yeah. uh, you know, you take in those fences very quickly around the back. Um, it's a great track for a young horse to, uh, but both, to learn on. But as well as that, lads, just let, let isn't it, isn't it, we, you know, we, we watch racing all over the place. We watch it on Irish tracks. We know what Irish tracks, we know the contours, the Ballinogues, the Gorham Park. We're looking for position of play. There's no beautiful a feeling when Ruby Walsh is turning on the bright, down in the dip, and he's trying to navigate his way through horses on a Willie Mullins hot pot or on, on whatever, and he's five or six horses in front of him. Will he go the inside? Will he come wide? Will he wait till they come round the bend? And then sometimes you see, like in Linkfield, you'll see that slingshot of a horse coming really wide on the bend in Galway. Pat Smullen does it incredibly on the flat. He comes wide and slingshots himself halfway up the hill and he goes away by three or four lengths. Yeah. It's a really tacticians, you really have to know where to be. You know, you have to know when to hold on to the horse when not to go and when to say right we're waiting we're waiting we're waiting we're waiting till this bend unfolds in front of us and then we'll unleash because many's a horse has hit the front in the dip has tried to kick on three or four lengths and then all of a sudden they get to the top of the hill and there's no more gas left in the tank sounds like we're some of the ones I've sent there to run <laughs> that's what that sounds like <laughs> there is a definite nuance actually to watching racing at Galway once you take in what Hector's just said there and you kind of get a feel for how this race is going to develop it's not something to play in running if you're, if you're not used to watching them yeah, come around 100% it's a, it's a unique it's, place it's a roller coaster, isn't it especially when yeah. there's two fences in the dip yeah I know how it's... many times have you seen horses go oh no he's taking the two fences too quick or he's the two fences in the dip before the bend, before the last, the, the hill is incredible. Yeah, or the one that, that I'll never forget was that year when I was very keen on Heartbreak City and got him at 12s. He went off 5-2 to two for wow for Tony Martin and turning the last bend and the young jockey on him that day went for a gap. He tried to take a gap behind Pat Smullen, which you're, you're not going to do around Galway and Pat nearly sent him through the... Uh, the railing <laughs> he finished uh, he finished third that day and went on to York afterwards to win at the Ebor meeting off of uh, uh, I remember that and he won off a rating about 20 pounds higher and I'll never forget I going know. how well in was he that day in Galway and it just all went wrong oh, I know yeah well he's a very well named horse that one in fairness heartbreaks it ah, he's not yeah. he's a brilliant horse oh he's a cracking horse but yeah. you know sometimes they come closer than, <laughs> than getting it done let's pick out just a couple of the other big races of course the mile handicap is on the Tuesday I see uh, old favourite Panama hat was back uh, in action this week that'll go in there um, but there's probably a few lined up for that you've already mentioned tandem Hector yeah, Dermot Weld, and you know, as I said, a stable. You know, 
Dermot Weld is seven to two or possibly four to one if you shop around for top trainer. Unbelievable. The, la- the last time he was that price was nineteen fifty four. I think that's true. Um, like that just shows you. And Tandem was probably his best winner of the season so far of the summer. Uh, yeah. Unique horse and uh, very versatile horse. Yeah. And I could see him running a big race, and he winked at me, and I said, "I said congratulations on Tandem." And he said he'll turn up in Galway and he'll go close and I know from talking to Dermot over the years a little smile these trainers love coming down here but just on the trainer thing as well Tony Martin I met him last year on the Friday he could hardly speak some of the <laughs> trainers really pinpoint this as their holiday and yeah. they let their hair down Tony Martin was voice was gone and he was just because he had so many winners and they do like celebrating they do like going out getting a bite to eat and staying over down in Galway so that's the unique part of it as well yeah, of you, know, you get a lot of trainers that don't travel home that night that will let their hair down and will we'll party on and have a holiday down here during the season. Absolutely. I mean, Tandem's going to be around a 5-1 to one chance uh, for that race. That's a current market price. I think, Demi, you found something else in there, have you? Yeah, I really fancy uh, Tony DeGent in this. Um, he's a horse of uh, Joe Lyons. He won last time at the Curra. Uh, he beat Misa over a mile. Um, he'll be running here over a mile and a half a furlong, but he actually won at Galway last year over this exact course and distance which is very important and he took to the track really well that day he was well backed as well i have an awful feeling this was his aim um he's the right age he's four six of the last ten winners were age of four and he's the right weight of nine six because three of the last six winners came from nine five or higher i know this sounds like nonsense trends but there's a reason why this does really matter because a it's the right horse and the right weight means that these horses are potentially you know listed or higher class horses Dean but because they've kind of been held back for something like this and I'm not saying anything untoward went to or, uh, went on but you know he might just be a late bloomer he's yeah. just he's the right age um, he, he has track experience and 12 to 1 I think Dean is just way way too big for a horse who's coming into this in such good form and with a brilliant trainer like Joe Lyons as well yeah and that course form is all uh, all important and he has it of course I, I, I did pick out one Johnny Mertz running Windsor Beach there and I yeah. thought ran really well behind tandem the last day was a beaten favourite as well there's a decent enough turnaround the weights for that one to, to play a big part so I wonder who Johnny will book for that but that's around a 14 to 1 chance so there's two longer price starts against tandem who's likely to and go I like yeah, what, what you're saying there guys Gerlines is, is possibly this season Ireland's second most powerful flat trainer yes uh, he's won this he with, has, uh, with Brendan Bracken what a horse he is lads. that's true he has, he has farmed races from the start of the season Colin Keane is I know every winner means an awful lot to this stable because they are gung-ho at the moment they will know they do know and they will expect Dermot Wells stable to turn around and the winners will start flowing there but having said that Colin Keane for champion jockey I know that's a major major uh, project in Gerlines stable and every winner they get gets him one step closer yeah. and he's a he's a super pilot as well no more than Gary Carroll you know there's some really really good lads out there right now yep. at the moment yeah agreed and this would be the year to uh, to try and challenge the likes of Smullen for that top jockey because of the the world season that has been um, yeah. unfolding in front of us really uh, it's a cracking race on Friday the Guinness handicap um, I thought there was a couple of interesting runners in here I'm not sure how the market's going to shape up but Many people will be very familiar with some of the names at the, at the top of it, or likely to be at the top of it. I see Condor Warriors uh, engaged there again, Dermo, which I thought was interesting, but they're bound to go for the hurdle, aren't they? They're bound um, to go for the hurdle, but God, I'd nearly, I'd be very tempted here. I mean, he's off the same way as he was when he won this two years ago. Yeah. Now, he had a very unknown £7 claim run on that day in Jack Kennedy. Um, we know him now. Who, yeah, who claimed £7 off him. So, if I was 
if I was them now the Galway hurdle looks very very hard and I have Tigers River so of course I want them to pull them out but um, I would be I'd nearly be going for this um, and I'd be sticking somebody like Danny Sheehy up on board who's been an absolute revelation this year for Adrian Keatley um, but again that's more than likely not going to happen so there's uh, absolutely no point in talking about that Abraham was second in this race last year um, now he's six pounds lower he's running off 76 that's because he's been in such bad form but he gets in here off 76 so some horses just come alive at the Galway Festival um, if he was to get in off 76 he's very interesting because he was half a length behind Golden Spear but Golden Spear has now gone up 11 pounds so he's a 17 pound turnaround with that horse um, I just think that's very very interesting if somehow Abraham was to squeeze in and these Galway handicaps might have 43-44 entries now but there's so much racing on during the week that some of those trainers can just end up pulling their horses out and going for a softer touch during the week yeah. so it can happen sometimes where you end up with um, horses off a much lower rate and getting in um, and the other one Dean that I know you'll be very interested in a horse you absolutely love and that's Kimro um, who was being trained by, by Tom Dascombe and he has now moved to Joseph O'Brien. Um, his last win was off a rating of 100 over in England when he beat Stars over the sea, who, funnily enough, was that horse who lost the race at Killarney <laughs> for uh, finishing half, uh, for starting ahead in front of everyone else. But he runs, he runs here off 99, which I think is very, very interesting, Dean, especially for a horse who we backed a few times off 105 and 106, you know? Yeah, he's fascinating, actually. I think Joseph has a really good grip on this race. If you look at the likes of... Uh, his other entries Felix Mendelssohn's in their Cook Islands Unicorn and I was run uh, at this meeting before and just think with, with Kimro as you say he could be very very interesting he could be the class act in that field and uh, imagine it will slim down a bit uh, it might be a bit early to pick the winner over Hector is it? Yeah I'm, uh, what I'm doing here now is I'm, I've got a pen here I'm in the car and I'm just jotting down all these because I'm going to have a nice I'm going to have a nice <laughs> patent on all your collections here nice each way patent with, the, with uh, Balco uh, Tigress River and what one lads are we going what are you, what are you looking at there Just I think this Kimro is probably a punt in, the, in that Guinness handicap but what price he'll be I don't know maybe we should stop talking about him and let very him just very underrated punt as well the patents never forget your patents I know they're great bets they're great bets <laughs> 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 Love the patents. And do you know what? You're going to like this next one. Dermo's picked a horse out from the Flynn Yard, actually, that we all need to keep an eye on for the week at Galway. Dermo? Yeah, so I have a few others to follow here uh, for the whole week at Galway, Dean. Um, now, I'm not sure if they're going to be entered, where they're going to be entered, um, but Paul Flynn is a trainer I quite like. Um, he gets the best out of any type of horse. Um, I think he's, uh, and he's one of the real, real nice guys of racing, Dean. Um, and he has a horse called Rochdale House who's won lately uh, over hurdles but this horse has now dropped to a mark of 71 of 72 excuse me in his pomp for Richard Fahey he was running off 85 and he won off 85 so Paul Flynn not only has him on a good mark now he's also back in form over hurdles then. so he, he's a type of a horse I think that now that he's back in the winning habit again he's 13 pounds below his last winning mark for a very very shrewd trainer who of course won the Galway Hurdle as well before uh, with Moondice that's right um, he's no stranger to a winner at Galway and I think uh, Dean he'll go very very close I like that I like that a lot um, Hector you want to throw any dark ones into you've given us a load of trainers and jockeys that we need to be wary of during the weekend we're expecting a few gambles to come off so I'm in a furniture shop now <laughs> And um, anyone interested in a nice three-piece suite? <laughs> uh, I swear to God, I'm after leaving the car park and I'm after walking into a furniture shop and I'm talking about the go races. So I've got about 500 different uh, three-piece suites. I'm going to take one that's, what's this called? 
the Baxter Large Reclining Corner Group from 3,699 <laughs> down to 1,799. I'm going to take a photo of this as well, and I'm going to sit down and continue my interview. So continue there, lads. Sorry about That's that. That's value. That's value, I think, what you found there. Um, yeah, well, I was going to say, are you going to want to throw in any dark ones for the week, Hector? You can, but I think you've given um, us a few already that we need to be uh, aware of. Uh, I just think Michael O'Callaghan will be somebody to keep an eye on. He'll have a lot of runners during the week. His horses have been running consistently well. Yeah. Um, Dennis Hogan. There's another trainer, the Steve Mattins we've discussed. Willie Mullins as well. We'll, we'll watch. You know, I love bumpers in Galway. I love the bumpers in Galway. There's been some really, really quality horses unleashed in the bumpers in Galway as well. Um, so I love those races. And uh, I'm really, I'm going into this Galway. I know there's a really good buzz. Ticket sales have been up. And the corporate sale is up. That sort of buzz of the corporate stuff is up as well. So, you know, you've got big prize money. They've done a lot. They're, they're about to start renovating the uh, whole owners and trainers and putting in a whole sort of Cheltenham-esque type balcony area overlooking the parade ring. It's not going to be ready this year, but track looks well. I was up at the track uh, last week. Everything is geared up to a really good week. So, But it's a marathon, not a sprint. As you said at the start, Dean, there's a lot of races. And, you know, Ooh, yeah. you you gotta, you got you to gotta have patience. And you got to strike, and you will strike if, you, if you're patient. You can't back a winner in every race. No, you can't. And I tried to, the first time I ever went to Galway, actually, I thought, you know, this would be it. This would be an absolute stroll in the park. Like, what oh, is it? Gal- Galway races. I've done Cheltenham. I've done Aintree. I've been all around the yeah. place. First time at Galway, grabbed the racing post, had a look at it, and it literally fell off my chair. Like, I couldn't get a grip on it at all. And then when I went in punting, uh, pretty much in every race, as, as I like to do, even if it's romantically, when at the course, um, yeah, I absolutely did my nuts in. No chance. Yeah, which is very, very normal thing to do at Galway or any racetrack. You just have to you have to pick your races. That's why the likes of a patent or a lucky fifteen are the way to go generally, Hector, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Like the day, the day or this for the first time in in so many years now, uh, a Dermotwell two-year-old in the Aga Khan colours that could open up at nine to four or ten o'clock in the morning, backed into six to four and even money and five to four. That's not going to happen this no. year, which is going to be really, really strange. That's, yeah. that's the first year in a long time we're not going to see the gambles on the two-year-olds in Dermot Wells not sure even we're Hector you know that, that two-year-old maiden on the Monday um, he's won that nine times in the last 15 years and yes. just to show he has no entry in it this year um, you know and it, it's a pure sign that he just obviously the illness but he just didn't really have the horses this year either did he? No but look at when the horses aren't right they're not right and any that's exactly. will tell you that and yeah. when there's a bug in the yard and a virus or whatever they want to call it it has to be removed and the horses have to get well again. Yeah. Simple as that. Dermo, throw me a couple more names for the week before we wrap up our chat about uh, Galway race, race Week. Absolutely perfect. So, Joseph O'Brien has another one uh, called Houses of Parliament. Dean, we fancied him for the uh, the Triumph Hurdle. He won't be far away if he does turn up in one of the maiden hurdles. He's enlisted at the moment running the very first race of the festival. And if he was to go there, I reckon he'd start sharp price. A short price, but he'd be very hard to beat. Another horse in the qualified riders uh, handicap on the first day at Galway is Grand Partner for Tom Mullins. This is a horse I really, really liked, and I've liked him for quite a while. Delighted to see him in here because it's kind of be the race that I thought he would go for. Um, he won a good handicap hurdle at Christmas off 125. He beat Joshua Lane and the festival winner uh, Velvet Maker Dean. Uh, before that, he beat Swamp Fox in. Um, in a maiden at uh, at Leperstown, a qualified riders maiden, and that horse went on to win this same race the next year. So he's very well in off seventy nine. Now he needs to get in, but again, I 
kind of would be quite confident that he would. He needs about 13, 14 to come out, but the likes of Tony Mullins, er, sorry, Tony Martin has four in it, Willie Mullins has six in it. They aren't going to run all of them, so he should get in off 79, and I think he's very, very well in. So Grand Partner will be one of my bigger punts for the week. Uh, you have to be watching Tony Martin, and I think he's um, if he's going to have winners, I think the likes of the more factor, the Gladiator King, who gets in on a flat rating of 60, which is absolutely nothing, and that's for JP McManus as well. So I would not be surprised if Gladiator King was to be punted. And then a horse that he got from Sandra Hughes called Phil's Magic, um, I think that's a horse that um, should improve an awful lot. He was a horse I really liked last year and just never quite came together for him. So he could be another one one of those handicap chases or handicap novice chases and he will not be far away and then last but not least uh, Sheila Lavery is a trainer who does very well she's just starting to fire as well isn't yeah she? she really is and yeah. she's one of these trainers that she seems to time it around this start of the year and then she pops up in an old Galway yeah. maiden or, or the Galway handicaps and how it usually works is you see the likes of Lay Roach or uh or Ronan yeah. Whelan and they turn the bend and they tend to win very easily a horse she has is called Mr Scarlet who was 80 to 1 and was fifth behind Carvaggio at, um, at Royal Ascot. Ran an absolutely huge race, and this is in one of those listed stakes over the same trip. Could just be way too good for them. And the other one as well is Mr. Ormsby. Derma, yeah. you need to move down to go with all that information. There's he's no point he's done so there. much homework. There's no point being <laughs> up in Dublin and Beth Wright headquarters with that. Get yourself down to go and just book an apartment for the week with all that information. See, Hector, I'd absolutely love to be, but one of my best buddies' wedding. Uh, Conor O'Shea is on a Limerick tomorrow and then we have a wedding and the Carsevine Music Festival the weekend after so it's uh, well it's a f- you know what I feel how I felt that the day I was going I back Sir Frederick and the sweat coming out through the shirt on a summer's day and I couldn't get to go race I had to go yeah. to the wedding I know how you feel tomorrow. I'm not uh, I'm not you know I'm a bit good about missing it but these things have to happen so I'll be back down next year because I was in college for uh a few years in Galway, absolutely adore Galway. It's a great town, it's a great party town, and, and uh, the races is it's it's inbuilt into the the, the the life, the life and blood of the town. But, but uh, don't forget, Lizzie's champ, I think she's turned out again this week, owned by uh, Thomas G. Kelly, trained by Patrick G. Kelly, <laughs> written by Davy Russell, winner all right. Love that. Lizzie's champ is a nap of the week, obviously, for Hector, but I get the feeling he's going to dip and dive and find out plenty more during the yeah, week as we'll it be, goes. We'll be ducking and diving here. I'll be ducking and diving during the week. It's, uh, you there all week, uh, Hector, yeah? You're always ducking and diving, Hector, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I, might go in, I might go in Monday and I might go in Tuesday. I'll definitely be in Tuesday and I might go in Friday and I might go in Wednesday, but I might go in Thursday. <laughs> I'm, only five, I'm only five miles from the track, lads. You know, it's exciting, and uh, I, I love the spectacle of it. It's even a, a great spectacle on TV when you see all the car parks oh, yeah. right into the middle of the track and the old castle thing in the middle, and it's all full, and then it's uh, it's a, it's an amazing place. And uh, I have a live radio show on Sunday night, Sunday afternoon on Today FM here in Galway with Davey Russell as well. A lot of, a lot of stuff happening regarding the races. Davey's coming on a special guest. Actual fact, he's picked a couple of nineties tunes that he wants to pump out on national radio <laughs> and tell us stories about dance. Davy Russell, probably the best disco dancer in the in the uh, way room. The boy can sing as well. Oh man, you want to see him dancing, but I mean break dancing, everything. He is a very. <laughs> I've seen him dance. Lad. He's a very good dancer. Yeah. Yeah, and let's just say that uh, I spoke to him before that horse ran in Killarney, and uh, he said, "Yeah, good run at Killarney, good run at Galway." 
I'll Brilliant. say no more. Yeah. Take it as, as read. Well, Demo, thanks very much for all your hard work and the homework you've put in for the week ahead. Um, Hector, thanks as always for talking us to a bit about the magic of Galway and what we can all expect. It's the biggest G of the week. It's uh, I think it shadows a bit of Goodwood. So it's always a great racing week for punters. We're going to have a great time uh, watching it all and getting involved. So thank you very much, gents. Thanks, Hector. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Dean. Thanks. Bye, Enjoy the wedding. Thanks very much, Hector. Cheers, Dean. Long live, talk the buggers, long. Have a Long great week. BetFinder, BetBright's newest product that helps you choose your bets. BetFinder gives you the ability to select from trends, like winner last time out, course winners, distance winners, trainers in form, and many, many more. When you're done narrowing the field with BetFinder, you'll know exactly what you fancy. BetFinder by BetBright, bringing power to your fingertips. Download the app through the App Store and Google Play now. Download the app now.